Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. I am ready to hop into the art world and, uh, you know, show you guys how it's done. Because I am an artiste. What is the art you make, Matt? Uh, snarky comments. That, I don't, that might be stretched a little bit. <laughs> well, that's the only kind of art I can make, so... Because uh, then that makes, like, 90% of the internet artists, and I don't think I'm... I can't. I, can, cannot, I cannot agree to that. All right, that, gatekeeper, that, sure. Just abridged. Say, oh, no, your, your stuff is not art. My stuff is art, but yours is not. And I see how it is. I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, get access to all of our bonus content. Uh, we have a person to thank, Matthew. A wonderful, incredible person. Yay. Jacob Harder. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. On this week's episode, it is Mom and Pop Art, episode AABF. 15, originally aired April 11th, 1999, written by Al Jean, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, chalkboard gag, a trained ape could not teach Jim, couch gag, a parody of a scene from Dr. Strangelove, The Simpsons, Shadow the Couch, is dropped from a Bombay door towards they the really ground. I like that movie. It's formative for a lot of nerdy comic, comedy yeah. writers. They're, they're, it, it, we probably should just watch it to understand those people the people you i understand i think the comedy writers a little bit better for having watched dr strange love that weird weird movie see received an 8.5 rating approximately 8.5 million viewers episode finished 23rd in the ratings making it the fourth most watched program on fox following the x-files alec mcbeal and family guy family guy's here man Unfortunately, it is. It has At arrived. least the first few seasons of Family Guy, which were all right. I haven't watched them since they were on, like, you know, they were in the Adult Swim after they got canceled. And I'd watch, you know, every, I think every dorm room in America watched Futurama and then Family Guy every single night. I don't, haven't watched them since, I haven't watched them since then. So I don't know if they're still good. But I had, I watched I them a I would lot. still call them good. I would, I would call them okay. They're not as infuriating as later seasons. This episode guest stars Isabella Rossellini as Astrid Weller and Jasper Johns as himself. You big Jasper Johns fan, man? Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen any of his work. It's all right. What what kind of art does he make? I mean, you can just look, Google Jasper Johns art and you'll see it. Oh, that's true. I just didn't know if you want to tell me offhand. Representative things, and then not other weird things as well. It, it, various Fair things enough. like. Flags, that's the famous thing. He drew flags, but then he drew, like, blotches of colors and stuff. Huh. Maps. All right. fair enough. Numbers, it's colors. Like, just various levels of, I'm not, I'm not an art historian. I can't describe it well. Um, we'd have to have Mr. Goodnight here to do that for us. But he is certainly in this episode. I think he does a great job. Um, episode begins with Homer in the backyard, littering, singing about coconuts, ignoring chores. Am I missing anything, Matt? I, I mean, he, he he's literally on Flanders' yard and hits Flanders in the head and uh, basically tells Marge that he's too special to uh, do chores. Yeah, I will say right up front, I like this episode, I think, uh, largely. Uh, but Season 10 Homer is still here. He's... Well, okay, this is, this, is, this is the good part of Season 10 Homer, where Homer is being a, a doofus jerk more than a mean-spirited jerk. This is Homer just being like... <sighs> 
I want to say he's laughing it off, so it's okay, but that's not what I mean. What I mean, where it's it's the kind of like, God, I, I apologize. I, I know what I'm trying to say, but I'm trying to get it out. Uh, he is the kind of person who is like, you gotta love me, uh, because I'm uh, kind of uh, goofy, uh, meanness instead of like actual trying to cause harm to somebody mean. It's it's the difference between someone trying to get out of doing their job and someone actively trying to harm another person in their job. I would I mean I think largely he is way more likable than he's not just Jerk Homer, but he is still he tips over the point to me. You know, like I don't I can't really def- like I think you're having a hard time describing exactly what it is because I think it is kind of indescribable. And I think everyone has their own little line and some people's is you know, it varies widely probably, but you know, you know it when you see it. Like you go, Oh, this is yeah. this is too much. That's too much, Homer. But you go back when he's on the other, when he's like on the line, it's when you're like, mm. and I feel like that's where it is for me in this episode, where it's not bad. It's just little things here and there that I think deny this episode from probably greatness. I think, but it's I, I don't know. I will say for right in front, I I like it, and I'm glad I remember correctly that I remember liking this episode, and I actually do like the episode. Um, but eventually, Marge does. I guess nag Homer into doing something, doing anything aside from laying in a hammock and drinking beer. He's contributing to the household in some minor way at the very least. Yes, some, please just do something, Homer. So Homer and Bart go to quote unquote mom and pop's hardware store, which is a basically a Home Depot. And, uh, they they're, they're, they're strolling around. They, we, we see that pop is the squeaky voice teen and mom is. I don't know, some girl we don't... Some uh, woman that Pop would find attractive. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think everyone in the store is just mom and or Pop? All the men are Pops and all the women are moms? You know, I don't know, but that makes sense. That'd be good when like, you walk up to an employee and you're like, hey, what can I help you with? Well, hi, I'm Pop. Like, Everyone's that guy Pop. Said he was Pop. We're all Pop. Uh, we're all Pop here. Um, but they're strolling around. We see uh, Skinner and Kerbopple. Uh, they they have a couple scenes in this episode. It's it's uh, a little bit of a insight into their constantly strained relationship. And uh, once a baby, not a dimmer switch, which there is a well, one of those is clearly superior to the other. I mean, only one of them can give you a legacy. Exactly, the dimmer switch. <laughs> so Homer uh gets reeled in by a video, uh, a video starring a Al Borland lookalike about installing your own backyard barbecue. Hi, I'm Doug Vaccaro. You know me as Chip, the wisecracking assistant on the hit sitcom Toolin' Around. <laughs> a man in an apron. <laughs> but today I'm here as a tool of Global Dynamics Corp. You know, installing your own barbecue pit is no harder than adding an aviary or Olympic-sized swimming pool. In fact, it's a snap. Or if you're not into chicken... No, no, I'm into chicken! How about wild boar? Or swordfish? Or hippo? Mmm, hippo. <laughs> Lighthearted apron not included. Snapping fingers may not make food appear. How about it, Bart? Would you like a new backyard barbecue pit? Can I burn evidence in it? We can all burn evidence in it. I mean, really, what else can you use a backyard barbecue for? Food? I mean, burning evidence is the number one use of a backyard barbecue. I I know we all call them barbecues. It's just a grill. It's not a barbecue. Is barbecue. there a difference? Oh, Matt. Oh, no. I, I think by now you should understand how little I care about how food is made and brought to me. 
Like as long as it's not disgusting in some way, uh, just just give me food. <laughs> I mean, we all say yes. We're gonna have a barbecue. We're gonna do a barbecue. We're gonna, and it's generally we're gonna be grilling meat. But barbecuing food is not a grill. Grilling meat. Barbecuing is slow cooking meat, usually through smoke. Indirect heat. Oh, okay. If you okay, so you're you're going with the more tight definition. I I won't say you're being pedantic because you're not really. You're just being technically correct. It's the best kind of correct. And I just it is a, one of the things. Everyone has their own little sticking points, and that is certainly one of mine because a grill is not the same as a barbecue. You know, you can't even technically barbecue chicken. You can give chickens barbecue flavor, but chicken is not the type of meat that can withstand slow indirect heat. You want to just well, get that's it. True. To, chicken it is, just kind of falls apart if you give it uh, the low slow heat treatment, and you want to just basically just get it to temperature and then eat it. You don't need to. It doesn't need. It has no fat, so it's not. This is not a cooking show. Um, well, yeah, I mean, a barbecue. The reason you you barbecue pork is because a lot of the uh, the bone connections of the the pork meat are are so uh, you know. Uh, not tender uh, that you have I've, to you know I, low and I, slow. I, what, what's this? I thought I thought you weren't an intelligent cooking man, Matt. What's going on? Oh, I know things. I just oh. don't care. Oh, okay. So we go back to the house, and there's these are the little details, Matt. Lisa basically lays all the cement for this this, this grill. You know, I I mean, if you're gonna ha- put some uh, some concrete down, you get a little girl to do it because obviously they're the best at it. I mean, you can't do it yourself. You're you're a big strong man. That would be crazy. You you don't have the delicate hands to do it correctly. You know, calling Homer a strong man might be a little. <laughs> that, I, I'm going from Homer's own uh you know point oh. of view. Oh, okay, got it. So Lisa lays the the, the Lisa Simpson uh bricklayer lays down the foundation for the grill. And then Homer gets uh get takes over uh and builds builds the rest. Oh yeah, that's a fine look at oh! Okay, no big deal. Uh, uh... Ah! Stupid Lisa! <laughs> she gotta build fast. Cement drawing! Alright, let's see. Oh, English side ruined! Must use French instructions! Le Grill! What the hell is that? Oh, give me a good uh, come on, fit you. Yeah, that's one fine-looking barbecue pit. Why doesn't mine look like that? Why don't? Why? Why must life be so hard? Why must I fail in every attempt at masonry? How's your father's project coming along? I think he's almost done. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> this was a very cathartic scene for me because I've had that happen to me on several occasions. Never at home, mostly at work. It's it is a we've we've ragged about the Simpsons' reliance on physical comedy in season ten, but it is truly a fantastic seg- scene of physical comedy of the umbrella scream and umbrella charge at the end. The my favorite little bit it is just this little tiny tiny element where homer takes a brick that is coated in cement he just takes a pipe and just sticks it on the end and obviously why would the brick have a hole in it if the pipe wasn't supposed to go through it robbie i mean come on that just makes sense it's just it's just this dumbest thing like it makes no sense to do it and but he doesn't he just is rushed and frantic and he's just like whatever part to part these things go together now and he's (laughs) screaming and frustrated and the french instructions 
And because because concrete dries so fast, you can't just wipe it off. You know, Matt. A lot of these season ten episodes, I think I I would start. Get, I would devolve into some element about how unrealistic this episode is, which there's plenty of stuff that is. But this is the thing that this episode proves to me, honestly, in that if I'm engaged in the stuff that's happening in this episode, if I care about Homer's trying to, and Homer and Marge and dealing with the art world and Marge's kind of jealousy of him, and the there, there's 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 a couple moving parts of this thing, and they they work together well. I don't care as much if there's unrealistic things happening. The only reason I, I, I about, you know, every episode that we go, oh, this doesn't, why is it happening? This isn't real. This doesn't make sense. It's because we're not being engaged with the plot. And when you're not being engaged with the plot, it, it just lays all that stuff bare. But I don't care. Like, this episode is plenty cartoonish. Like, this scene in particular is insane. Homer charges a, 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 a poorly built grill and with an umbrella, screaming. And it's hilarious. It's one of the funniest things this episode to me. It's the thing I remember distinctly about this episode. It is that little moment of the him char- he's screaming with the um, um, uh, with the umbrella like he's a medieval knight with a lance, embeds the umbrella into the the hastily built grill, falls. The um, we get the boing noise of the umbrella opening, and then we get the Bart and Marge punchline of Bart. No, he's done. And it is, it is, that is the best Simpsons. You know, it is those layers of, of things of, of, we get straight Marge is, you know, how's Homer's project going? And then we get insane Homer charging. We get him the scream. Then we get the impact. Then we get the umbrella opening and then we get Bart with his punchline. Oh, I think it's done. Layers. Beautiful. Perfect. That's true. I I think there are there are other examples where the layers go a little deeper or a little more uh you know obscure uh, that I think uh, the Simpsons did much better because I feel like this kind of gag could happen on another show and there are other spots where the Simpsons had you know a slightly more layered version that could that never ever happened on another show. But you're right. This is this is what makes this good. And so we we got Homer's thing, <laughs> not quite a grill. It's a thing, which is what he starts calling all these pieces of art things so he tries to return it fails tries to put it in the toys for tots bin chief wiggum stops him lets uh the mafia drop a uh a beanie baby yes a beanie baby yes, a giant beanie baby wrapped a in very, a rug a, a very big beanie baby wrapped in a rug they've really they're laying on the beanie baby jokes in this season but the thing is there's probably a better way to drag this thing around but it's in in a uh, uh what do you call those wagons red the red wagon is it just a red wagon i think they so yeah pro- they have a proper name they probably do but it's in a just carrying around a red wagon and homer attaches it to his car and it falls off in an act of god right matt oh of course uh, i mean what else would you call that negligence that's not a thing it's not a word <laughs> not to homer so someone shows up at the house to discuss the car accident uh, that ensued after the mon- the concrete monstrosity uh, got detached from Homer's car and rammed into theirs. Um, the rest of the family, I guess, I apparently this happens a lot because Homer seems to have like, like there's he talks about average settlements against him and the family is ready for him to start shooting with his shotgun. <sighs> You, you, you're you just going to go right past the fact that the Simpsons apparently have the same kind of toilet they had in New York in, like, the 50s, and Homer has a shotgun hidden behind it? Again, that I'll allow it. Okay. 
I'll as long as if this episode's entertaining and moves has good plot and meaningful character stuff in it, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Has a Godfather toilet. Totally cool. Whatever. That, like yep. doesn't matter. Um, but it this is we meet Astrid Weller and we learn that Homer is in fact an artist. Mr. Simpson, I believe something of yours struck my car yesterday. Oh yeah, prove it. That's your license plate, isn't it? Uh. <laughs> All right, just go ahead and sue me. Everybody else does. The average settlement is $68,000. I'm not here to sue you. My name is Astrid Weller. I own an art gallery, and I'd love to display your piece. You mean this hunk of junk? This isn't art. Just a barbecue that pushed me over the edge. Didn't you? Didn't you? You stupid dog! Uh, art isn't just pretty pictures. It's an expression of raw human emotion. In your case, rage. Oh, I got that, lady. Is everything okay? I got worried when I didn't hear any shots. This lady says I'm an artist. You? An artist? Your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. In high school, I was voted most likely to be a mental patient, hillbilly or chimpanzee. Well, you should be very excited because outsider art couldn't be hotter. So you'd better catch the fever. Catch it. That's right. Catch it. Otherwise, you won't appreciate it. Uh, Mental patient, hillbilly, chimpanzee. True. Chimpanzees make a lot of crap. Figuratively and literally. It's very... Indeed. But you got the joke, Robbie. Good job. I'm I'm a smart boy. So, now Homer is an artist. And they are gonna... Is it... It's not... It's just a... It's not an auction, is it? It's just a gallery showing and they're selling the stuff like you would, right? Right, yeah. No, there doesn't seem to be any point where they're just taking bids on a piece of art. It's just a whole bunch of art that is there for people to see and possibly purchase. But, I mean, it doesn't. Later on, Homer does try and sell. That, that's in his own gallery show. He, he's allowed to run his own gallery show however he likes. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true. It doesn't matter. So... We get to see Homer's art displayed along with a lot of other weirdos' art. Uh, Cletus has a piece there. Uh, Jasper Johns makes an appearance, his first one, uh, eating, uh, taking advantage of the free food, which that's where I'd be. Yeah, right? Oh, you show up someplace and they've got free food? I'll be over there for at least the first 20 minutes. Because I don't believe in using plates and a buffet. (laughs) So, uh, they're at a kind of fancy art show, and it's, you know, built around... Homer and other weird art, and Marge may be getting a little jealous. Mm, I don't know. I studied art for years, but I just don't get this. Sounds like somebody's jealous. No, I'm not. I just can't believe some people are paying hundreds of dollars for something a hillbilly pulled out of the trash. Hey, I done studied for years on how to get over that junkyard fence. Anyway, Marge is... Maybe a little jealous about Homer's success, and it's a little, little skeptical of the fact that this thing that he accidentally created in the backyard is art. Um, Mr. Burns is there as and uh, with Smithers, and Mr. Burns decides he wants to buy it. He purchases the piece of art, and Homer is now a professional artist. He's, and literally, he sold art for money. He's a professional artist. He, and we go to... He, he has go to sold commercial. a piece. 
Mm-hmm. We also learned that Mr. Burns is the owner of White Christmas, which, if you're tired of hearing that, it's obviously his fault. I like White Christmas. Uh, it's okay. It's not one of my all-time favorites, but hey. So, when we come back from a commercial, uh, we see Homer uh, has decided to jump in, you know, feet first into his new life as an artist. Where are you going with that junk, Dad? I'm going to be an outsider artist. That way I can turn all these old baseball cards, Disney memorabilia, and antiques into something valuable. Homie, I'm really happy you sold your sculpture, but don't you think it may have been a fluke? Hey, I've always had an interest in art, dating back to my schoolgirl days when I painted portrait after portrait of Ringo Starr. That's my life you're describing. I think I remember my own life, Marge. So, yeah, at this point, we can already see where this episode is going. I mean, it, it was pretty obvious in the first act, but now, like, the, <laughs> I feel like the Simpsons writers are, are looking you straight in the eye, hit slamming your face into the script going, do you get it? Do you get where this is going? And, you know, they're not wrong, but, you know, it's just I mean, the way it is, I guess. It is not as – there. Is, there is a lot of unsubtleness in this. Uh, a lot of – you know, Al Jean wrote this episode, and I think you can – attribute the 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 presence of some heart and character in this thing to him and also i i don't know if you want to attribute some of the unsubtleness of the of the of like hey here is clearly like it's never not i don't know the the simpsons connections between their characters has never been like always the most subtle of things it is usually you know, have these two characters have come in uh, conflict with each other, and this is a very easy way to do it. You know, Marge is like at least they do it. You know, I I wouldn't call it the most subtle interactions all the time between Homer and Marge in this episode, but at least it's there. You know, and I'm we've kind of been star been starved of it this season. <laughs> we have, and it's like you said in our our bonus episode for Rick and Morty that you can get by being a Patreon subscriber. Uh, <laughs> doing something the way it's expected to go really well is better than a weird twist done poorly any day of the week. And this, I feel like this is the obvious direction for this episode to go, although it does kind of take on a weird left turn in the third act. But beyond that, it's obvious how it's going to go, but they pull it off so well that it just works. And it's it's something to be appreciated. Especially in season 10. Especially in season 10. Anyway, uh, at this point, we see Homer uh, actually using all those incredibly valuable things uh, to try and make his art. And the key, as always, is rage. Astrid said the key to my art is anger. But you know me, I'm Mr. Mellow. So I'm giving you kids permission to get me mad. Come on, give me what you got. Well, if it'll help, uh, Mom found out her engagement ring is made of rock candy. Good work, honey. Keep it coming. Well, I'm flunking math, and the other day I was a little attracted to Millhouse. So, yes, those uh, are the things. uh, Kind of a lazy, lazy gay joke there. Yeah, but that's one thing that uh, described entertainment in the 90s. It was lazy gay joke. I mean, I would say that. Also, guns in pockets. (laughs) I don't know. It's just... I would hope that the after Homer's phobia, the Simpsons would be past that sort of thing, but obviously not. Especially uh, Homer's phobia was, uh, I believe, season eight, and as we've noticed in seasons nine and ten, uh, going for the easier joke seems to be the main <laughs> out they use. I was gonna say, like it's, like it's a very, that's that's uh, okay. Uh, that's that's all I can muster. Some muttering, just just some muttering. It happens. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, at this point, Mo goes to or uh, Homer goes to Mo's uh, with uh, Astrid, his dealer, and the rest of his hangers on, uh, because uh, Homer has accumulated a posse as as the co- cool new outsider artist. Uh, they are Euro trash. Uh, they are also awash in a sea of uh, decadence and meaningless sex. Uh, Mo thinks that's pretty great. Asks where this ocean happens to be. Uh, I almost captured this, but you know, it's just them making silly jokes about uh, people who are into art having to practice their affectations. Uh, the one good part about this I, I thought was great is that uh, Homer and his group does not have to pay. Uh, Mo just asks him to sign a priceless sketch to which Homer makes a doodle. Uh, Barney tries to pay with a sketch and does an amazingly beautiful rendition of A Sunday Afternoon on the Grand Jeté. And <laughs> Mo's just like, nope, you gotta pay. So, obviously, Mo does not actually know art, because that's Mo. I mean, you. it's not... I, I I would argue I would argue the, the exact opposite, Matt, because I think Mo understands that a beautiful piece signed by nobody is still worth less than Fair something enough. that's ugly signed by someone famous. You know, you're right. It's sad, but true. Mm, yeah. Anyway. I mean... I I, w- I would agree with you that Barney's rendition is is much more nice to look at, but Mo does. I don't think Mo is one who cares for much for aesthetic. He wants those dollars. So yes, uh, after the stint at Mo's, uh, we see Homer drawing Lenny and Carl in the shower. Uh, well, Carl is I, uncomfortable. I have a question, Matt. Okay. This whole scene is like you know Lenny and Carl argue, and then Lenny's like, "No, he's an artist now. It, it's fine." And then Homer, like, is, like, slyly, like, yeah, right, artist. Art- so, wh- if it's not, so that's, it's obviously supposed to be telling us that Homer is just drawing his friends naked. For why? If it's not to sell, like, to make art, why is he doing this? Uh, Because Homer is a pervert. That's the best I, I got. <laughs> I, that's exactly. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's the weirdest thing of this episode. It's like this, it stands out to me because it's like, it's not like Homer being a jerk or anything. It's just strange. And that like, like uh, he's taking advantage of the fact that they will let him draw them naked because of his new found art fame. But why? Basically, yes. I don't. uh, Okay. It's just very strange. It's a very weird scene. Well, it is, and basically we're at this point where Homer is using his fame to get what he's always wanted. Apparently what he has always wanted is to see Lenny and Carl naked and and draw them, which is weird, but, you know, it's Homer. He's done much weirder things. Fair. So, yeah. Anyway, moving along from the weirdness, uh, we uh, then see Homer once again work on his art, uh, and uh, once again we are beaten over the head with the plot. Why won't you be art? Here he is. This is where the magic happens. Wonderful news, Homer. Is it about pies? Uh, um, no. We're going to hold a show devoted entirely to you. Wow. It's like Marge's dream come true for me. Isn't that great, Marge? For me. <sighs> Look, Marge, they're advertising my show in Art in America. It's the first time I've been mentioned there that I know of. I'm happy for you. Now, good night. Good night. You're upset about something. Is this about that trip Barney and I took to Machu Picchu? Homer, being an artist was my dream. But now, without even trying, you've accomplished more in a week than I have in my whole life. Oh, honey, I've always liked your art. Your paintings look like the things they look like. 
That's sweet, but how would you like it if I, I don't know, entered a belching contest? Frankly, I'd be a little turned on. You don't understand. Marge, I've screwed up everything I've ever done. I mean, look at Bart. But I finally found something where people worship me for screwing up, and that feels pretty good. Well, I guess nothing else matters, as long as you're happy. Now you're making sense. Good night. <laughs> So once again, here we have what is essentially jerk Homer, but for some reason it's funny instead of just disappointing. Can you point out why? Can you help me explain why I feel this way, Robbie? Um, I mean, because it, I think it's because of the ending, frankly. Like, I feel like it. It he has, I think we all, in even classic year Simpsons, there's plenty of episodes where Homer is bad at, and it's stupid or ignorant or callous even. But he comes around, and in the end, he's nice and happy and loves his family, and everything works out. And we forgive him, and that's and it's fine. It's when we don't get that closure at the end, and he just stays that way forever, basically. Because that's what every episode is. You know, these are like little closed loops. And if you don't end, it, end an episode with wrapping up, like, changing Homer back to a good person, then he stays a bad person forever, basically. And that's unsettling. And I think that in this episode, like, in particular, one, he's not as bad as he has been in some episodes this season. You know, even in, like, the worst stuff here, like, you just hear, like, him being kind of mean to Marge. He's not as bad as he is in, like, uh, uh, Kidney Trouble or in Screaming Yellow Honkers or any of those. Or they're, they're, he's way worse in those. These are still relatively minor offenses. True, because this this is more along the lines of he is just being oblivious to what Marge is trying to tell him about it. He's he's missing social cues rather than being out and out mean. And, you know, I guess that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. And in this third act, we kind of see him learn. You know, we, we are with him as he understands he as he understands art. He kind of understands Marge. And I think seeing that is also important. Like, there's so many episodes this season that just take yeah. these shortcuts and don't show us anything. Just tell us. And, hey, the show don't tell thing. It's an idiom for a reason. Like, they show him learning. And it makes all the difference. That's true. It really does. Uh, so, yes, uh, Marge's dream has come true, but for Homer. Uh, however, Homer's art show is kind of a disaster uh, because... All of his pieces are exactly the same as his first piece. They're just some crap Homer threw together and got mad at. And in the art world, that's a big no-no. Uh, everything has to be new all the time. And with that, we see a sad Homer, and we go to a commercial. And I will... I will... I think they... They kind of... This is a thing they kind of overlook, I think, just for the sake of this episode, to keep it moving. Um... There's plenty of artists who do literally one thing their entire career, and they were plenty popular. So it's – I think it's more of a product of Homer well, I, is I, a, I think a flash in the pan. Right. I, I think it's more on the lines of because uh, Homer is an outsider artist making art that is not the usual uh, for this kind of thing. That's why he he would have to theoretically continue innovating uh, because you know his whole thing is it's something new and different. And if you if your whole thing is being something new and different and all your stuff is exactly the same, you're not new and different anymore, which I think is what they're trying to get at. But mm. yeah, I think that's that that is like, I don't think this is tr truly trying to engage like, hey, this is 
this is really like this is really examining modern art and all that because it's definitely not about that, which yeah. is fine. I'm I I don't care. I'd rather it be about Homer and Marge than about like truly like let's examine modern art. And speaking of art, uh, in Act Three, Homer come back from a commercial. Homer is upset because they they've abandoned him. You know, they they people attended his new art show. No one wanted to buy anything because it's all the same as it was, and he doesn't under kind of can't understand that. Uh, and he's starting to understand it. I don't get it. Why don't people like my art anymore? Homer, I know you worked hard, but all of your things were kind of the same. Hey, Ray J. Johnson never changed his act, and he's more popular now than he's ever been. Who? You can call him Ray, or you can call him Jay, or you can call him Ray J, but you doesn't have to call I'm him... I'm sick of him already. The point is, great artists are always trying new things, like Michelangelo or Shaquille O'Neal. You just need some inspiration. So, reusing a Ray J. Johnson joke. Well, does a Ray J. Johnson joke ever get out of style, Robbie? Does uh, it? <laughs> basically, immediately. <gasps> as, as soon wait, as wait. Are you saying as, that might be the joke? Maybe. And the fact that they've done it twice now in The, the Simpsons uh. might be a little bit of a stretch. But it gets the point across. Also, this is more. This is my nitpick for this. And, that, and I think it also is a thing that separates this episode from being like a great episode. And the thing that kind of separates a lot of season 10 episodes from being even good episodes is as I'm watching this with our current context of, of trotting, pl plotting our way through season 10. Can they not see the irony here of Homer, the character not understanding why the things he's making is bad, even though they're ex all exactly the same, you know, that's a good question. I, I have no idea, but it is a little funny. Some maybe a little self-awareness would go a long way in making, and it could elevate this episode, honestly, if they were just like, hey, they don't, they, of course, they don't, I don't know if they were even being aware of what they were making was so repetitive. They, they probably didn't, weren't aware. They thought, oh, you know, it's just another episode, another season of The Simpsons, no different. So, in an inc a really good sequence, and, and frankly, I think my favorite of this episode is they go to the art museum. Homer and Marge go to the art museum together, and Marge kind of walks him through a lot of art, and it's very visual, obviously, because you have to kind of see the art that they're talking about, um, but it's really neat because they're talking about real art and real artists, and Marge is kind of teaching Homer, and it's it's almost cute and sweet. You know, it, it is seeing them as a real couple and showing Homer, like this is the learning part, you know, Homer is understanding, Oh, Marge knows all this stuff about art. And then she engages in her own, you know, she paints portraits or whatever she, whatever she wants. And he understands, Oh, she respects this because with this knowledge and he's learning all this stuff and he's like, Oh man, this is a lot. You know, I didn't know any of this. And it's important. It's important. Like we were talking about before it's the showing part of Homer. This is like showing Homer learn. It makes a difference. Homer learn? Homer no learn. <laughs> Homer stay same. <laughs> I mean, largely he does. Yes, you're right. But I think in a, in a, in a, in a single episode, there is room for a, a, a small change and small arcs. Otherwise, the show would be meaningless. Yeah. Um, there is a joke about Homer getting erased by a giant pencil after making fun of Matt Groening art. 
<laughs> Sorry. Which is which is very good. Um so Homer has uh he falls asleep on a bench and has a weird hallucination, a weird sequence where a lot of elements from the artists he's seen in uh, in you know pop artists there's Dolly in there. He literally uh um why can't I think of his name now, Matt? Uh Soup Man Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol shows up hitting Homer in with a case of soup. Uh, there, there's, there's little pieces here and there of lots of different art uh, intruding on this uh, dream sequence, and it's really inventive and really and good. Also, very visual. Can't really pull much of it. Uh, but then he he wakes up and he's after this day with Marge. He's still kind of uninspired. He doesn't know what to do. He only he's he's more le- not even like uninspired. He's kind of intimidated i think because at the very end of uh, of the visit he's like i can't think i couldn't think of things like a pencil or soup and it's i, I think it's a very clever line like the writing this episode is actually pretty smart uh especially comparatively to recent episodes and well yeah because <laughs> it because that like like it's it's a that it has a little bit of that layered stuff where you're like yeah it's surface level you're like yeah you're like, wait a second, you don't have to be genius to think of pencils and soup. But then you think about it like, well, it's not necessarily that they thought of pencils and soup. It's more like, let's look how they portrayed that pencils and how they portrayed that soup and how they juxtapose those ideas with, you know, an artistic sensibility. And then you start realizing like Homer's like starting to understand it a little bit. Um, He goes home and he talks to Lisa and I think this, that is a very good transition there of this day with Marge, a date basically with Marge, and they talk about art, and then going to Lisa and uh, her kind of this this kind of counterpart, this counterpoint uh, uh, to about artistic inspiration, um, and it, it ends up inspiring Homer. Well, Dad, if the museum didn't inspire you, maybe you should do something really radical like Christo. Is he that jerk that revealed the magician's secrets? No, Christo is a conceptual artist who does huge outdoor projects. He once wrapped the Reichstag in plastic. Not the Reichstag! Oh, yes, and he also set up hundreds of yellow umbrellas along the California highway. Why'd you do that? To make the world a more magical place, I guess. Although they did blow over and kill some people. Killer umbrellas? Of course. Exquisite. No, Dad, no, my point is you have to do something big and daring. Big? Daring? Lisa, that's it! I've got an idea for a wonderful art project that'll make everyone love me again. Step one, steal all the doormats in town. So, step one, steal all the doormats. So step three is profit, right? Step three is not profit, actually, Matt. Um, This is also uh, another... Profit is very rarely step three when it comes to art. (laughs) Yes, profit is usually the, the least... The least, uh, the the lessest, lessest, leastest, least amount result. I can't talk. It's hard. But we see the we see Homer and Bart team up to create art, so to speak. Uh, they steal all the welcome mats. They cover the storm drains with them. Let uh, make sure to snorkel all the animals at the zoo. I'm not sure and, a snorkel would help all that much. Uh, but you know, could try. It's part of the art map. Okay. It's it's all about the aesthetic of the snorkel. So they, and then they let the water out of the hydrants, flooding the city, and everyone wakes up to Homer on a boat shouting. Wake up, wake up, Springfield! I've got a surprise for you. Oh Lord, what now? Oh, that can't be good. Keep up, Springfield! 
Connor, what have you done? It's conceptual art. The Grand Canals of Springfield. Just like Venice without the Black Plague. What do you think? I think some people are going to be upset. I love it, Homer. You've turned this town into a work of art. I just wish Jasper Johns hadn't stolen my boat. So long, suckers. Well, they're in the business. Real people might not be so understanding. What the flood? Mud. It's a miracle. The Lord has drowned the wicked and spared the righteous. <gasps> Isn't that Homer Simpson? <sighs> Looks like heaven's easier to get into than Arizona State. Oh, I hate these flood pants. Hey, they're working. My feet are soaked, but my cups are bone dry. Everything's coming up Millhouse. There it is. Sure is. It there sure it is. is. Everything's coming up Millhouse. I'm pretty sure we would have gotten lynched had we uh, not included that clip. So thank you. It's very, I mean, obviously very important, but it. this is actually... If you are going for wide-scale, weird, experimental art as piece, environmental art, this isn't bad. No, I mean, like Marge said, he, he destroys a lot of property in the process, but this is Springfield. It'll all be back to normal yesterday, so at least that's taken care of. Exactly. So, and that's the thing, like, I don't really, like, again, this is very obviously unrealistic, but I don't care because it's clever and it, it is advancing the plot and it makes sense and in the context of the plot like i don't like in and if the episode wasn't trying to it was just like if, if this was just hey another crazy action sequence in the in the third act to wrap things up have something happen i would i would probably be complaining about it being unrealistic but because it works in the context of the plot and because they put in the groundwork for it i like it i like it a lot uh, and it is is kind of a very it's like Homer coming to terms with hey here's him here's I'm actually engaging as an artist you know the grill thing was an accident it was just him being angry at a grill this is him actually being an artist to a certain extent and not getting paid for it and just engaging with art in a true level and like I can really appreciate that like it shows the pure kind of and yes, there's tons of property damage. And this was the real world; it'd be terrible. But <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's the all that oatmeal lost. Whew, that's rough. Uh, that's the worst part of it, honestly. That oatmeal. So we 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 see uh you know the townspeople deal with all this stuff. We see the animals floating around swimming. I think the the lion jumps out of the water to steal some of Bart's popcorn, and then finally we get an ending with Homer and Marge uh, on the rooftop. Well, Homer, I have to admit, you created something people really love. You truly are an artist. No, I'm just a nut who couldn't build a barbecue. You'll always be the artist in the family. <laughs> is that our house? Yep. And is that us on the roof? That's us. Are we kissing? Oh, I don't know. Could be. I need some inspiration. <laughs> and they, uh, they kiss. It's very sweet. And Jasper John steals Marge's artwork, which is also... A, a good little clever moment to end the episode with. Um, I'm glad Jasper John was involved. Otherwise, I think they were throwing some serious shade at him. <laughs> I think he really, he probably, I mean, obviously, I think he really, he likes him being portrayed as this weird scumbag. <laughs> this weird well, Simpsons if, version if of him. If you're portrayed like that somewhere, I feel like the Simpsons is a good place. Yes, exactly. Um, and that's how the episode ends. It's a very sweet ending with Homer acknowledging that Marge the, honestly is the real artist of the family. And this is his attempt 
it's something like of him actually trying to do something with art and it is it's really it's very surreal with the episode ending with the city flooded and everyone and around and going around in boats and you know a, there's animals in snorkels but it works i like this episode a lot it is surprisingly good. I, I remember not being really into this uh, the first time I saw it, uh, mainly because uh, art's never really been my thing. Uh, I, that's a shock to about three of you out there. Uh, but, you know, especially, uh, you know, modern art has it, always been, you know, mysterious, I guess I should say to me. I, I, I appreciate it more now than I did then, but I still don't have any interest in it whatsoever. And I think that turned me off to it at first. Uh, but, you know, the more experience I get, the more maturity I get, uh, you know, beneath the belt, this episode is really good. Like, it is a good episode overall. Um, it's way better than most of the other stuff in season 10. And I feel like, I want to say it shows a bit of maturity in the Simpsons. Like it doesn't feel like a season, you know, two through eight episode. It doesn't feel like classic Simpsons, but it feels like something they could have evolved into that was still really good. And yeah, I wish that more Latter-day Simpsons had been that. Yeah. And I, frankly, I think this episode represents a lot of what we're going to get in the Algene years. Like, I feel like when at least the good episodes in the Algene years, show running, the, running the show. Mm hmm. I think this is, you know, he's always, when he ran the show in his first stint and when the episodes he's written, they always, you know, you can nitpick plotting sometimes, but I feel like he always does have an eye out for heart and character uh, and wants that there, you know, and sometimes I think it does lapse into a little bit sappiness or uh, misplaced, you know, character miss stuff that like you don't why does he include it when it doesn't belong but at least it's trying i feel like that mixed with scully's kind of looney tune sensibility makes an episode like this it's very interesting and different and it is it has elements of all that stuff mixed together and you're right i think like in an alternate reality season 10 is like this where it has it's 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 less realistic overall you know it it indulges in a little bit more wackiness and zaniness and physical comedy but it doesn't necessarily disengage in totality with character and, and heart and clever writing frankly that's not just hey that physical gag is funny right we'll rank it at the end of the show uh next up no submissions for this for my favorite episode um, if you have a favorite episode, send it in to SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. Explaining a certain episode is your favorite. And if we've never, if, if you've gotten to the show, I'll, I'll put it, I'll update and remind everyone. Uh, if you've gotten to the show late or, and we've already done your favorite episode or I missed it through human error, send it in. And, uh, in our, this year's holiday episode, I will be reading all of the ones that we've missed. So here's your chance. So if the old episode, you, you didn't get it in, send it in. I'll read it. Uh, I think we both agree this episode is certainly not broken. This episode's good. For sure. For sure. Well, you know what that means, Matt? What's that mean? It means we can move on to our next segment. It is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I'll comb through the alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people are talking about a week or two after an episode debuted, what they thought of the episode, if there's any weird tidbits that popped up. Um, I think people like like this episode but it seems like it's a lot more negative than we've seen in the past couple weeks in episodes that we were largely much more negative on which surprises me i don't know that that would surprise me uh mainly because i feel like 
I almost wonder if uh, the Looney Tunes sensibility that we, I don't want to say decry, but that we do not appreciate uh, is something that the people in the news groups are more okay with. Or maybe it was a sign of the times that they were like that, but it seems to be something that they are more okay with than we are sitting here 20 years later. Yeah. Um, here's some some examples of a good and bad uh, review. Uh, let's see. This is an A minus review. One of the better Homer gets a new job shows. This episode benefits from strong characterization, reasonably realistic plotting, and interesting link backs to brush, brush with greatness. Probably from Al Jean's influence as well. Homer does an excellent job of being boorish enough to entertain, but not so mean he enrages. Other bonuses are lots of material for games of Spot the Artist and good guest appearances by Isabella Rossellini and Jasper Johns. And then a C minus review. Uh, this is all the ingredients of a standard bad Simpsons episode. A heavy dose of jerk-ass Homer, a ludicrous plot, lame gags that run way too long, little subtlety, and a wacky ending. But being a part-time culture fan, I found the art references intelligent and observant. At least there are still some writers who care about things other than lame stand-up comics and celebrities. This may be the best possible jerk-ass Homer episode these days. C-. minus. Eh. I think it's all about the connections. It's all about the 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 those little details. Like, yeah, I think the plot could be considered ludicrous. I think the ending could be considered wacky, but it's not wacky. Like maximum Homer drive was wacky. You know, it doesn't no, end. No, it doesn't end with a semi truck doing barrel ro- barrel rolls over other semi trucks and Homer and yeah. Bart getting, going home on a train loaded with napalm. It is a sweet kind of weird. It's weird and not realistic, but I wouldn't call it. It's not zany. It's not cartoonish in the same way. It's more surreal, which really works for me. But I would, I so we saw I the reviews were much more positive for Simpsons Bible stories, which baffled me a little bit. Um, there's lots of details about all the artists in the museum sequence and about who they really who they were and what they did, and if Marge Marge got some details wrong here and there, the writers actually, but. I'm not going to go into super detail about a bunch of artists. The, the information's out there if you want to seek it out. Um, I This is the other thing that I thought that someone found, and I thought this was very interesting as a person who was, I think, we'll say I started high school in the year 2000. So this is this is the Arizona State entrance requirements for 1999, Matt. Well, I, I can't wait to hear. I'm sure they're, uh, you know, totally legit. I mean, okay, so for a resident freshman, you must rank in the top quarter of their high school class, or score 22 on the ACT, or 1040 on the SAT, or have a 3.0 GPA. Non-resident freshmen must rank in the top quarter of their high school class, or score a 24 on the ACT, 1110 on the SAT, or have a 3.0 GPA. I find those ors are very odd, because honestly, what year did you say this was? 1999. 99, okay. Because I, I went to college in 2001, and it was all of those. Like, either or on the ACT, SAT, but definitely... Uh, you had to at least have those plus the GPA. And what is with the top quarter of your high school class? What if your high school class is just a bunch of really smart people? That's a messed up. Uh, well, that's why the oars yeah, are there, Matt. That's why the oars are there. I guess. Again, the the joke about Arizona State was that it had very lenient requirements. Yeah. So all those oars, maybe that's what they're getting at. That's I think, true. It's like, oh, I, I came from the middle of nowhere. There are eight people in my class, and, you know, six of them uh, could barely, you know, count using their toes. So, obviously, I get in. I mean, I feel like that's, you know, a 1040 SAT or 3.0 GPA. That's fine. You know, it's not bad. It's, it's still relatively good. Oh, yeah. I mean, that shows you paid attention and are reasonably intelligent. And trying, like, effort. I think yeah, that goes... trying. That, that's the more important part. <laughs> you yeah, tried. Eff- effort is really... <laughs> 
it's not not a lot of people i you know the, the measure of effort i think is the most important honestly in the end um but that's about it i just i saw that and i just haven't thought about act scores in a very long time yeah um we can move on to our next segment it's time for the listener question of the week let's try one more number Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Listener question of the week this week is what is the most sacrilegious moment? Tons of great answers. As always, appreciate everyone takes the time. First from Jeremy. Homer falling asleep at church, falls forward, slams head onto you in front of him, screams, damn it. Or Homer dancing in church in his heart boxers using the crucifix as a guitar. Can't decide. <laughs> mm. James, I feel almost... Anything uh, Love Joy does can be considered sacrilege, from throwing his collar off in the Joy of Sect, to telling Ned Flanders to find a new religion, as they are all basically the same, to his critique of the Bible, where he says we aren't even supposed to use the bathroom, almost everything he does against him being a man of the cloth. Don't get me wrong, it's funny, but it is also sacrilegious. Uh, from Holly, uh, Homer saying, Hail Superman, wearing tights, Clark Kent be thy name, one nation, under Zod. I, I mean, that's how I pray. What's... What's wrong with that? Yeah, I know. I don't understand what's wrong with that. Why is it sacrilegious? Yeah. I mean, it depends on what your who your god is, but, you know. Hey, Kryptonians. Uh, from Graham, Lisa praying to Jesus, Buddha, Spongebob. There's no time to be picky when she's at the top of a live volcano. What is the Spongebob afterlife like? Uh, terrifying. Do we all go to Bikini Bottom? Or? Okay. Uh, Kevin, when Smart Homer disproved the existence of God. That's the first thing that came to mind for me. Uh, Jean-Pierre, God having five fingers instead of mankind's sacred four. So controversial. Uh, but which were but maybe that the five fingered god might be Homer's uh, hallucination, and the four fingered god was actually I don't okay. Yeah. Um, Ashley, the Chance of Horror eight episode where Homer survives a neutron bomb and proceeds to sing War by Edwin Starr, but naked in the church. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. AJ uh, Apu, please do not offer my god a peanut. It is pretty. <laughs> Sacred Ganesh. Jason at Real J. Williams. Uh, Simpsons from the Simpsons movie. Uh, Marge, I hate being late. Homer, well, I hate going. Marge, Homer, they can hear you inside. Homer, relax. Those pi pious morons are too busy talking to their phony baloney god. Yeah, that's pretty blunt. Pretty frank. Uh, from the professor. Yes, I would, Kent. Homer desecrating the sacred parchment repeatedly as you see the resentment rise in the rest of the stonecutters. <laughs> what? Matt, what's your answer? <sighs> Uh, my answer is uh, the episode, I cannot remember what it's called, where Homer has to flee from Betty White and PBS and uh, basically says, save me, Jeebus, uh, because Homer can't even get the name right. Isn't that uh, the the uh, the the one where Lisa is in charge and she gives them oatmeal sores and they think they uh, have? Yes, uh, there's a chore wheel and uh, – uh, no, 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 that's a different one, sorry. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking about, but no, and that's when Homer has gone to a, uh, an island to preach to uh, the island people, and uh, he's being chased off by PBS. I forget what the B-plot is, but... Missionary Impossible? Yes, that's the one. Thank you. I don't... That's very soon. You know, that's it's, uh, season 11, I believe. It's next season, Matt. We'll get to see the wonderfulness of one of the worst episodes of all time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh no, that's next. Yep, it is next season. Uh, my answer, I I was gonna say the the disproving the the basically Homer smart Homer disproving God, but I would think I'm gonna James has swayed me with the Lovejoy argument because yeah, Lovejoy is supposed yeah. to be a, a supposed to be a reverend, and yet I the think the it is the 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 quickness of him ripping off his collar in the joy of sect and then stomping on it. <laughs> 
That's true. He is ready to flip religions at a moment's notice. Uh, and then just like, oh, and then picking it up and brushing it off. It is very funny. Also incredibly sacrilegious. Next week's question. I think we've done this before, but I can't remember it. So it's new to us. What is your favorite dream sequence from the show? There's lots of good ones. So many good ones. Um, I think I have an answer, but I'm not sure. I'd have to think about it. Uh, I'll post this question on all our social media. Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show Pod on Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. And you can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to those places. Like us. Follow us. You know, social media things. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. I am a scant. Two points behind Matt on the season. I Pressure is on. It's true. We're getting close to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Only, only five more episodes, I think. I have to make four, the four, sure the questions really hard. Four more episodes after this one. Uh-oh. Very close. Uh, you ready, Matt? I got I got some questions for you. Okay. And these are from the Cartridge family. Ooh, okay. Your easy question. What inspires Homer to buy a gun? Uh, I believe the family is uh, almost robbed after... That was the soccer match, right? So, yes. There was a soccer riot I'm going to go with. You're correct. I would have okay. also accepted a security system costing $500. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Your first question. What band did young Marge have on her lunchbox? It's the monkeys. You are correct. Didn't play their own instruments, though. <laughs> they were more, They were about rebellion. Um, your medium question, Matt. What is the name of the gun store Homer shops at? Oh, the gun store. It is... Dang it. I have no idea. It is Bloodbath and Beyond. Oh, of course it is. Dang it. I thought that was, oh, that was a very mind. memorable one to me. Yeah. Well, it's a gun store. What else? It is. It is the the deadliest gun is right next to the uh, the, the sympathy cards. cards. Sympathy cards. What is uh, my medium question? Your medium question. What is the name of the business started by Marge's rivals in the twisted world of Marge Simpson? Um, Fleet of Pita. You are correct. Oh no! We're gonna have to go for harder questions next week. Flavor bread. <laughs> <laughs> flavor what, what pocket, is it flavor sauce what bread. is it pocket bread flavor sauce what are they what's oh that oh man that poor cook christopher christopher yeah christopher <laughs> certainly christopher your hard question matt who are the members of the nra that come to the meeting homer hosts uh okay agnes moe crusty louie and dr hibbert i'll tell you you're missing two i'm missing two okay Cletus. Oh, man. There's... Oh, who was the last one? Does the last one talk? I don't remember. Mo, Agnes, Cletus. Hmm. You're not going to give me any partial points for this, are you? You have one person you're missing, Matt. You guys tell me. What's your guess? Who is the one? I mean, does Homer himself count? Homer does not count. Homer does not count. Okay. Okay. Um, My last guess is Groundskeeper Willie. It is Ruth Powers. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'll uh, give you I'll give you a point, Matt. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Since I got, what was that, six out of seven? You got six out of seven. It's very, very impressive. All right. Your hard question. This is a tough one. Okay. Who does Principal Skinner claim invented helium in Bart's Comet? I, I don't, I don't know the name. I just know, like, the sounds he makes. 
So I'm just going to say the the sounds I remember him making, and maybe they'll be in the same order that you have them in. Okay. It's like, he's like, damn you, the man who invented helium. Damn you, Pierre Gardot Gardin. Something like that. You know, you're close enough that I will give you one point. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, what is, is it? Pierre Jules César Jensen, who is the Pierre... discoverer of helium, not oh, okay. the inventor. Inventor of helium. He invented helium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the universe billions of years ago. This guy. Well, Matt, you know what that means, right? Uh, it does mean that we are tied. We are tied with four episodes to go, 46-46. Don't worry, Matt. All the pressure is on me. How about that? I'm going to start making some harder questions. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I am just happy that it's close. It's true. It wouldn't be very interesting if it wasn't close. Well, you mean like every other season? <laughs> well, you know, there are fewer than five, but this this might be our closest season when it comes down to the end. It's our closest. Our closest was seven points at by the end. Well, this will seven, probably be closer. Seven points within each other. You beat me by seven points was the closest. And that was the first, our first contest. Then it's been 21, uh, 15, uh, 17, and 10. So what you're saying is either you're getting better at this or I'm going soft. I think I am just, I am applying myself in in every way. I'm being, I'm, I'm taking this seriously. It's true. You're, you're studying up. You're watching the old episodes going, I need, I need to know this stuff. I'm thinking hard or, or, which is also very likely, I am just lucky this season. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for trivia this week. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. Segment we mean every single episode with, it is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is a part of the show, Matt. I rank the episodes categorically, watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Um, hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start out by saying I like this episode. I don't love this episode, but maybe it's you know what it's around to compare be compared to. But I I like it a good bit. So I don't think I'm looking above a hundred, but I'm definitely looking well above say one fifty. So somewhere in that range is where I'm thinking. It's a tricky one. Um, I think after talking about it with you, I think I'm higher on it than I was prior. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's one of those episodes where the more you look into it, the more you realize there's a good, strong, solid core to it. Yeah. Um, I would put it. Hmm. I think. I think it's higher than. You said it's higher than 150. I would say it's higher than Dumbbell Indemnity, which is number 139, okay. for sure. I think it's better than Lisa's yep. Skeptic, which is 138. I think it's better than Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. For sure. And then we got Flame and Moe's there at 136. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at going, man, is it really better than Flame and Moe's? I don't know. Flame and Moe's is pretty darn good. I think we've long established there is the, the, the we have these the tiering, uh, the tier lists. And I think Flaming Moe's is one of those hurdles. That will get yep. you into gets you into the solidly very good to very good episodes, um, and I th- think it's just below Flaming Mouse. I, I can definitely go with that. I I, I think it was a really good episode, especially for what it was. Yeah, I, I think I think it just it's just a little bit clumsy here and there. It has a little bit too much jerk Homer in there. It's still really funny and. 
it has good character stuff it has a very sweet ending it it defies a lot of the trajectory of the simpsons in season 10 but those i think those little tiny things here and there bring down the episode a little bit and it just can't get it up into that kind of rarefied air of above flaming Moe's, which is like the solidly like hey, simple but good like there's a lot of the like a lot of season two episodes are right above there seasons two three four episodes which are all even if not like some of them aren't spectacular but they're all good and i think the little nit little tiny things here and there just keep it right below it it's still very good and incredibly refreshing after a lot of episodes in season two, after the after the unspeakableness of the past few episodes, <laughs> yes, uh, I mean they're not they're not. I don't, uh, after make room for Lisa and like think about Homer and make room for Lisa and then Homer in this. That difference right there is yeah. you, that it, that is that difference is seventy spots on the list. That's that's what the difference is. So Mom and Pop Art is number 137 on our list, right below Flaming Moe's, right above Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. Homer's Enemy is still number one. Last place is When You Dish Upon a Star, still last at 209. Our next episode, The Old Man and the Sea Student. The Olympics episode. Yeah, I don't exactly have fond memories of this, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember anything except Springy. Springy, the Springfield Spring? Yep, that's all I remember from this. I remember Springy. That's all I got. So we'll see. I don't. You could. I, you could tell me anything after this episode, Matt. I believe you. Like I don't remember anything about it. So we'll see. We'll see. It is. We'll talk about it next week. Um, that'll do it for us. You can find everything. Uh, for uh, for all our stuff on the website simpsonshow.com. Links to everything, Facebook and Twitter, and our RSS feed, and to our Patreon. If you want to help us out, throw the show a couple dollars. Really appreciate it. Uh, please uh, check out my podcast. It's the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. And the Serial Finesse. It's about lots of nerdy things. Most recent episode is about uh, DMing, Dungeon Mastering. Um, it's a, a fun talk. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. Unless there's a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. Uh, that is correct. Uh, although I would like to apologize uh, this week. If you heard any little sneezes in the background, that is a uh, little lunch lady, Doris. Uh, she was my podcat for today. And if you'd like to see pictures of her and the other uh, members of Springfield Elementary, uh, Dewey Largo, uh, Elizabeth uh, Hoover, and Edna Krabappel, uh, you can go to at Kit Interns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, to see some adorable kittens that need a home. Matt plugging stuff that's real. I don't believe it. It's weird, the day right? has come. They are very <laughs> until season ten. They're very cute kittens. I will, I will, I follow them on Instagram. They're very cute kittens. So you should. I, I actually would also recommend you. Do you like pictures of kittens? Well, I would hope so. If you don't, what I would, kind of monster I, are you? I would, I would hope so. So that they're, they're, it's a good, a good Instagram. Um, that'll do it. I'm Robbie and I'm Matt and keep watching this episode. Shh.